most wanted list, right behind the legendary, and probably dead, Koenig Orell. You couldn't be the SSF's number two and get scared every time you found yourself blindfolded. It looked bad. Besides, I knew it was only a matter of time before my people found me. A transmitter chip under the skirt of my right hand would lead them here. The only question was, would my people get here before I was sold off to the next outfit? My people were mainly Belling, older than he'd been when he'd helped me on the squalor job, but still the best gunner I'd ever seen, and Gleason, who was just a kid, but who'd proven herself to me a dozen times already. She did things the way I wanted them done, because she'd learned everything from me. They'd grab up some muscle, of course, but I didn't care about the muscle. Belling and Gleason were pretty much my people in total. Stop, Avery. I stopped and beamed my invisible smile around. I started to say something, but my throat filled with phlegm and I had to hack up a warm mass of it onto the ground. Stop talking to me like you know me, I finally managed. We are old friends, Avery, the voice responded. I was trying to catch the rhythms, the beats and pauses he used, see if it tugged at a memory. Kneel, please. I turned slowly until I thought I was facing the voice. Give me a hint. There was a scrape and the dry sound of fabric, and I flinched a second too late as something resembling a cannonball in heft and weight slammed into my stomach. I went down on my knees as requested, overbalanced, and landed face first in sharp, iced-over snow. I lay there trying to breathe, but just sort of twitching like a dying fish. Thank you, Avery, the voice continued, calm and electronically blurry. Pull him up. Someone was moving toward me, and then there was a fist in the fabric of my coat. A good coat, expensive, that hauled me upright. I hung there limp, struggling to get my burning lungs back into motion. A hint? Avery Cates, the king of fucking New York, right? How many people have you killed? Fifty-four, I thought, personally. I know you keep count, Avery. But how many have you simply destroyed, leaving them shattered, ruined? So many, right, Avery? More than you even admit to. More than you even know about, since some of us were simply never noticed. You couldn't pick me out of the multitude. Slowly, I was able to pull a thin thread of cold air into my lungs. My head pounded with a fuzzy, painful pulse, as if an artery had burst and my brain was filling up with blood. I'd bitten my tongue when I'd gone down, and the salty, rust taste of blood was making me nauseous. And then I went still and cold, because the frozen muzzle of a gun had been placed against my forehead. Revenge shriveled up inside me and faded away. I could hear birds in the air, a multitude of calls. I'd never heard so many birds in my life. For all these things, Avery, you deserve to die. Everything had changed. These weren't swaggering assholes trying to throw a scare into me. This wasn't just shipping a fat payday out to some bigger fish. I was used to the threat of instant, unforeseen death, every day of my life.
Having it brought right up under my nose so I could smell it was shocking, though, and I froze up. Behind my blindfold, I closed my eyes. There are better ways to die, I thought, my heart pounding. I'd lived longer than I'd ever imagined, and I felt like I'd been tired for most of it, always scrubbing along on no sleep, scrabbling. I found a part of me, small but distinct, was suddenly happy. The wind leaned against me, making a hollow noise. The snow on my face burned slightly, and I'd be red there for a few days. The gun pressed into my skin and hurt, and I found myself leaning into it, pressing against it, like digging at a scab. I guessed my people weren't going to be in time. This is not an execution, Avery, the voice continued. This is an assassin.